Welcome back to another episode of the Life of a Fashion Student podcast with me, your host, Christina Ang. It is currently 11.30 a.m. on a Saturday morning, and uh, I just woke up like basically 30 minutes ago, but I'm really super excited to record this episode because this is just one of those episodes where it wasn't really planned to be recorded, but something just struck me when I came up with these with this idea for the podcast and I had to record it right away. And what struck me to actually record this podcast episode was re-watching my all-time favorite movie, The Devil Wears Prada, featuring Anne Hathaway and Meryl Streep. And I'm sure a lot of you, if not all of you, know what The Devil Wears Prada is because it's only the most iconic movie of all time amongst fashion lovers. But if you do happen to fall in that category of people who have never watched The Devil Wears Prada, Don't worry because I'm here to explain the movie in the fastest and most interesting way possible. And I'm actually just going to be reading off a summary that I found online or else we would literally be sitting here all day with me trying to summarize this movie for you guys. So here it is for you guys. In New York, the simple and naive just graduated in journalism, Andrea Sachs is hired to work as the second assistant of the powerful and sophisticated Miranda Priestley, the ruthless and merciless executive of the Runway Fashion Magazine. Andrea dreams to become a journalist and faces the opportunity as a temporary professional challenge. The first assistant, Emily, advises Andrea about the behavior and preferences of their cruel boss. And the stylist, Nigel, helps Andrea to dress more adequately for the environment. Andrea changes her attitude and behavior, affecting her private life and the relationship with her boyfriend, Nate, her family and friends. In the end, Andrea learns that life is made of choices. Um, So I hope that does the movie justice, but really though, for any of you who have never watched the movie before, I would really recommend watching it because it's just a really great movie that teaches a lot of lessons, which I will go more into this episode. But yeah, I would highly recommend watching it if you have not already. So usually I know that this is a very fashion-geared podcast, but some of my past episodes have been very versatile and could be applied to a lot of different fields, and this podcast episode is really no different. So even though I will be talking about a movie that is set in the fashion industry, I feel like a lot of the life and career lessons that I got out of the movie could really be applied in whatever industry you're in. So anyway, back to The Devil Wears Prada. So yeah, I was watching it the other night, which let me say was definitely a throwback. I've watched that movie like hundreds of times now, whether it was alone or with my family, but somehow whenever I watch it, it's always like the first time watching it again. Especially since I watched it the other night, I felt like I just noticed a lot more things about the movie that I didn't take note of before and I realized just how many life lessons the movie was trying to demonstrate. Hence why I'm here writing a whole podcast episode about it. Um, I'm sure many of you know the controversy surrounding the movie and at this point I'm pretty sure it's been confirmed, but apparently The Devil Wears Prada was based on Anna Wintour and her role at Vogue, and it was supposed to kind of represent Anna in a negative light or whatever, but before the movie, The Devil Wears Prada was a book written by Lauren Weisberger, who was actually a personal assistant to Anna Wintour at Vogue prior to writing the book, so I'm guessing there are some truths to the movie, but we'll never know. Um, I feel like even though the movie came out in 2006, there's still so many people today guessing whether or not the movie was based off of Anna Wintour, and it's probably safe to say that it was, but the question is, was it completely true or not? But the question is, was it completely true or not? 
And I can never answer that question unless, you know, I actually work for her, which would be a dream. So Anna, if you're listening to this, I would love to work for you. But anyway, in all seriousness, the main point of this episode was to talk a little bit about the new takeaways that I got from watching the movie for the hundredth time and to provide you guys with some sort of life slash career lessons that came from the movie as well. I'm just going to kind of be talking about these lessons in no particular order of the movie, so I'm just kind of going to be putting them out there for you guys. And we're going to kick off the first one with a little career lesson, which is to always find a companion at work. And of course, I'm not saying, oh, make friends at work. I'm talking about that one really special bond that you can make at work that really goes a long way. So in the movie, Andy, again, she's the main character. Um, I refer to her as Andrea in the beginning, but, you know, some people in the movie called her Andy, so we're going to refer to her as Andy because it's more informal. But anyway, in the movie, Andy has a boss who is a complete nightmare, and even the other assistant who works with her, um, I told you guys her name was Emily. Emily is just really rude to her and doesn't respect Andy at all. So, Andy actually finds a companion in the art director of the magazine, Nigel, who not only gives her an incredible makeover in the movie, but also helps Andy to suck it up and work harder to keep her job at the magazine. And truth be told, I don't think that Andy would have been able to keep her job and her sanity if she didn't have a friend like Nigel who was working alongside her and supporting her throughout her rough journey at Runway Magazine. And I thought it was super important to include this career lesson in this episode because when I look back at my life and my past internships, internships, sorry, I always had a companion or someone that I found solace being with. And granted, the places that I worked at before, I always really loved the majority of the people there, but I always found myself clinging onto one particular person and really growing a special relationship with that one person. So if you take a minute and think about your past work experiences and jobs, wasn't there always that one person who you were super close with and made you want to come to work every day? That's the person that I'm talking about specifically. So having someone who just gets you and also gets what it's like at work is super valuable. And I think this is something I started to realize once I got into more work experiences. So I remember my first job, I would kind of just keep to myself and do my work the best that I could. I think when I first started out, I kind of forgot how important making connections was. And it's not like I was completely mute though, of course I would talk to other people at work, but I wouldn't really take the initiative to delve deeper and make a closer connection with my coworkers. And I've definitely seen that change a lot, especially when I started to get more comfortable speaking to others. And this development sort of just came naturally to me. But if it's not something that comes natural to you, I think that's why it's so important to take this advice and really find a companion in your own workspace. I'm so lucky to say that the past few work experiences that I've had, and even the one that I have now, I've made the person in charge of me my work companion. I don't know, I just think that I find when I work with them all the time, I've come to share like a bond with them the most. But that's not to say that your work companion always has to be your boss. It can be another coworker working alongside you or even the cleaner of your office. As long as you have someone that makes you want to come to work every day and makes you excited to be there and supports you, then that is great. So moving on to the next lesson of the episode, which is to always be nice to everyone. Guys, this is a rule I've implemented in my life since the beginning, not just at work or in my career, but in my everyday life. And it's so important to be nice to everyone that you meet and come across, but not like a fake nice, like an actual genuine nice because the fact of the matter is you never know who you're talking to 
and how not being nice to someone can genuinely affect you. So in the movie, this is so true because the other assistant, Emily, is a complete and total, you know, ass to Andy when she first comes to work at the magazine. She's literally so rude to her and makes fun of all aspects of her appearance and stuff. And as the movie progresses and Andy gets better at her job, she gets offered to go to Paris Fashion Week, which was actually supposed to be Emily's role. But when Andy was offered it, she took the opportunity and this wasn't because she was a bad person. It's because she took the initiative to get ahead in the situation. Now, I'm definitely not trying to preach the lesson of throwing people under the bus in order to get ahead. But to be honest, a big part of why Andy did take the position was because Emily was never really all that nice to her anyway. But of course, Andy is a true genuine person and realizes a lot of things when she actually gets to Paris, but we'll get into that later. Anyway, that was the example from the movie as to why you guys should always be nice to everyone because you never know when it's going to bite you back in the ass. But I have a super interesting story to tell you, so let's do a quick story time together. So during this past New York Fashion Week, before all the quarantine and everything, and I think this was in February... I was actually really lucky enough to attend a few shows and one of them that I attended, I was sitting behind a very important person in the fashion industry. Now, I will not name any names or say their role because I don't want to expose anyone or mention anyone that doesn't want to be mentioned. But yeah, anyway, I was sitting behind this really important person and I was super nervous, of course, and I wanted to say something to him, but I ended up not saying anything, of course. So we watch the whole show, blah, 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 and then we get to the finale where all the models walk out and show the entire collection. And someone in the same row as the guy, which was obviously the front row because he was important, he pulls out his camera and swerves out so much into the runway that's like blocking everyone behind him and the others can't see anything. And that's when the important guy taps him on the shoulder and tells him to move to the side a little bit so others can see behind him and himself as well. And I kid you not, this guy blocking everyone legit ignored him and just looked at him weirdly. And then the important guy continued to ask him to move aside a bit for everyone else and the other guy continuously wasn't listening to him and was just completely ignoring him. And this just amazed me so much because it's so surprising how that guy obviously didn't know who he was talking to. Um, but yeah, I'm sure the important guy will remember this dude who was being rude to him and blocking everyone. But like I said, after that moment, I was just completely astounded and it made me realize how important it is to be nice to everyone and to respect everyone because you just never really know who you're talking to or who's talking to you. So sorry if that story was long or boring, but on to the next lesson learned, which is to never forget about your goals. Now, I feel like this one can really be applied to pretty much anything work-related, um, friends, or even in your romantic relationships, especially if you're graduating soon or have recently graduated, you're probably going to go through a period of time where you're going to go through several jobs that can be so different from what you were expecting or even wanting, and that's okay. It's okay not to get your dream job right off the bat when you finish school because sometimes that's just not the reality, and if you do, then hallelujah, that's so great too, but if you don't, don't be so hard on yourself. So whatever small jobs you're doing that are either not your dream job or not what you wanted to do, just constantly keep in mind that these jobs are preparing you for your ideal one. So always have your main goal in mind and keep fighting to make it a reality. In the movie, Andy was pursuing journalism and her dream was to write for publications like The New Yorker or Vanity Fair. Um, of course, she ended up taking the personal assistant job to Miranda Priestly because that was all she could get after a long time of looking. Even though partially throughout the movie, she lost track of her main goal a couple of times when she got distracted by like the glitz and glamour of the fashion industry, uh, don't we all? 
um, in the end, she actually persevered towards the end of the movie when she asked herself, what was this all for? And she ended up giving up her extravagant life in the fashion world and went back to all of the things she cared about. Guys, even if you do get a little sidetracked, kind of like how Andy did in the movie, it's okay as long as you keep reminding yourself what your main goal was to begin with. And I guarantee you, you will find your way back to where you want to be. My true belief is that everything happens for a reason. So every job, every relationship, every heartbreak will give you things that were meant to teach you and in the long run it's going to make you a stronger person speaking of heartbreak i have a lot of insightful information on that so if that's something you guys would be interested in let me know because i can do a whole episode on romantic relationships but anyway my main point was to know where to put your energy and focus in and it's okay to lose sight of this but as long as you come back to your original goals in the end so i think i just have two more life lessons to share with y'all because this episode is getting a little bit lengthy but the next life slash career lesson is to be yourself and i'm sure you've had an endless amount of people in your life trying to tell you this but guys it couldn't be farther from the truth and there's so much saturation in this world in terms of areas like social media and it's like everyone's seen it all at this point but the best thing you can do is to be yourself because no one else is like you and not even my own identical twin sister is like me, so if that tells you anything, then it should tell you that you guys can be yourselves. Of course, you can be influenced by someone, and you can like qualities of, of someone else and the way that someone else looks, but in the end, you'll only benefit if you are your own person because that is what makes you unique. It honestly took me so long to apply this to my own life, and I think I'm still learning this, but because I'm on social media a lot, I'm heavily influenced by what people are doing and what people look like. And I've definitely improved on this like throughout the past couple of years, but I think I do still have my weaknesses from time to time. This is probably going to sound like a TMI and it's probably going to be so funny, but I would consider myself a weird person. Like I say weird things sometimes and I'm kind of like a little jokester. And I normally wouldn't embrace my weirdness and crazy behavior in a place like work or internships, but I think once I let loose a little bit and then I stopped trying to be this perfect working bee, I really made connections at work and it allowed me to open up to a lot of people and make more friends. If you guys don't understand what I'm talking about, what I'm trying to say is that in the beginning of when I was, you know, doing my internships or jobs, I kind of kept reserved and kind of kept a professional manner just to, you know, make a good reputation of myself at work but when I realized that I started to be myself and started to open up a little bit that's when I made like the connections and that's when I started to make friends and then they started to see me as a real person and not just like this working machine. Anyway going back to the movie this was definitely something that Andy struggled with as soon as she stepped into her first day at Runway Magazine. Not only did her new job in the fashion industry change her personality but it also severely changed the way she looked. She lost weight and even did like a full makeover, which granted, she looked amazing after the makeover, but it was so different than how she was before. Throughout the movie, she started to lose sight of who she was and she even abandoned her friends and her boyfriend. And it wasn't until the moment that Miranda and Andy were sitting in a car together in Paris that Miranda, the editor-in-chief, said to her, I never thought I would say this, Andy, but I see a great deal of myself in you. And those words just hit Andy like a brick because she realized that she was becoming something else entirely. In fact, her own boss that she basically despised. So she obviously didn't want that. So guys, if you're going to take away one thing from this episode, I really hope it's to not try to be someone you're not. And low-key, this can also be applied to friendships and relationships too. So don't be that person that your boyfriend or girlfriend or friends want you to be. Just be yourself. 
Okay, guys, we're on to our final lesson of the day, and that is the title of this podcast, which I'm sure a lot of you were wondering what the title had to do with any of this, of what I'm talking about right now. And I wouldn't say this is the most important lesson of the day, but it is definitely up there. And the lesson is knowing when it's time to walk away, which goes hand in hand with knowing your worth. So what I mean by this is don't lose sight of who you are and always stick to your values when it comes to doing something. And I feel like this advice can be taken in so many ways, so interpret it the way you want to, but knowing when it's time to walk away means not letting whatever it is in life overtake your health and happiness. I feel like we associate walking away from something as quitting and we relate quitting to failure, but it's actually the exact opposite. You taking the initiative to walk away from something in life that is no longer benefiting you will make you so much stronger in the end. So in the movie, basically that part that I mentioned before when Andy and Miranda were in a car together and Miranda told her that she saw a great deal of herself in Andy, Andy came to the realization that she was becoming something else that she didn't like and that is when she walked away from it. She walked away from the clothes, the glamour, the luxurious lifestyle, all of it. And she went as far as to even step out of the car and throw her phone into a fountain in the middle of Paris. And by all means, if you have to throw your phone in a fountain just to walk away from something, I recommend you do it. And that movie example was so great in terms of the lesson that I'm trying to tell you guys about. But seriously, I've seen this happen in my own personal life so many times where I was afraid to walk away from something for so many reasons. And I'm not just talking about it only in terms of my career now. Looking back at it, there were actually so many scenarios where I was afraid to walk away and it just ended up backfiring and hurting me instead. Just one example out of the many was being afraid to walk away from my past relationship because I was afraid to lose the person who was the closest to me at the time. But in the end, walking away from it was beneficial for me and it was the best thing that I could have done. For one of my old jobs, I was actually afraid to walk away from it because I was comfortable where I was and I ended up giving up a lot of opportunities that came knocking at my door. And these are just small but really significant examples of how important it is to really know yourself and when something's done. So if you really take the time to look at where you're at in life now, if you see something that's there that's not really benefiting your health and happiness in a positive way, then I think it's time to walk away from it because you should always put yourself first. Guys, I hope that wasn't too cheesy of an episode for y'all, but something about watching this movie at different points in my life makes me realize more and more things that I didn't notice about it before. And I'm sure if I watch The Devil Wears Prada again in another couple of months, I'm going to have some more big epiphanies about life and work, which I will definitely come onto this podcast and share with you guys. Um, I really could go on and on about this, but we're not trying to make an hour-long episode. Before I end this episode of the podcast, I really wanted to thank you guys again for listening and your constant support, and I've continued to receive amazing DMs from you guys about the podcast and what you want to hear on this podcast. Like just the other day, I received so many amazing DMs about stuff that I could talk about on this podcast, and I really recommend you guys to keep doing that because I love talking to you. I want to thank you guys for tuning into this podcast and to hit that follow button if you're liking what you're hearing. Just a small reminder that if you're not already, it would really mean a lot to me to show some support on the podcast Instagram, which you can find in the description of this podcast along with my own personal Instagram if you guys want to follow that as well. And if you have any ideas for future episodes, give me a DM on Instagram because I would love to hear them as always. Anyway, see you on the next episode of the Life of a Fashion Student podcast.